Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, my back is aching, my bra's too tight, my hip shake from left to right. Murgatroyd, how are you today? Did you actually just Google the lyrics of that song? And what did you type into the Google to get those lyrics? My bra's aching. Okay. Because <laughs> there's no way you know the name of that song. No. And, I, and, and for those of you that are playing along at home, it is Sierra. It is Sierra. Whose beat is automatic... Tech, fresh. Tektronic. Speaking of Tektronic and shifting Tektronic plates, tell them what happened last night. Um, tell them what happened last night. Uh, we were sitting on the deck in uh, the back of our house. and Oh, I was talking about a different kind of earthquake, but you want to tell the real oh earthquake story? Oh my God, story? stop it. Because there's two, there's two, stop, stop there's two it. listen, there's stop two it. earthquake stories. You want to go with the other one? Okay, Th this, the story you're about to tell is actually less interesting than the, the other one, but go ahead, go oh, ahead, tell uh, them. Tell okay, them. so you're right, honey. There are two earthquake stories. There's the one where the earth actually shook yesterday for the first time, and then there's this. <laughs> okay. I have All diagnosed right. my husband with sleep right. apnea. <laughs> I'm not really sure why the fuck it sounds like whales are mating when I'm sleeping at night. I cannot figure it, it out. It sounds like you're drowning. But there's something wrong with me. Does anybody understand? Sleep apnea? Have you hit a point? I feel like I'm a fat old man with a neck that must be 300 pounds of fat inside of my neck because those sounds... Are, okay, well, first of all, what kind of what it, kind of freak in the middle of the night pulls her phone out and records her husband? Uh -huh. The kind of freak. What that else gets, do you got going on the, in the middle of the night? The kind of freak that is woken up by the sounds of mating whales and can't go back to sleep. So she has to record her husband so he can correct a problem. Why are you speaking about yourself in third person? I don't I don't understand this. 
well, I mean, because it was what you asked me. All right. So listen, this okay, is none of this is what we're talking this about. This is not today. what we're talking about. What okay, so what get the so fuck? Off, what, get so off track. We're gonna talk a today. Talk a today. I'm literally <laughs> I literally turned into a fucking Italian. Well, today, into- we're going to talk today, to talk today about uh, oh. the pasta and the gnocchi. Um, oh, okay, you're Danny DeVito. By the way, I know enough Italian to be dangerous. One of the things we have to uh, complete before we move to Italy is uh, something called a, uh, it's a fiscal code is basically what it is. So in other words, here in the States, we've got a social security number and they can track things there. They have something called a uh, Code Fiscale. So I've been calling it a Code Fiscale. <laughs> and so the attorney finally spelled it out phonetically and he sent it to me because I've been leaving voice messages. And he's like, it's not a fish. It is not a Code Fiscale. It's Fiscale. Uh, but that is not why we're here either. We are here to yeah, you're talk such about a professional by the way we're way, here, way to swing it on this one you're doing great that's what she said one of the things that we're <laughs> we're here to talk about is the difference between effectiveness and efficiency and we had an interesting aha moment the other day when we were getting married uh we were talking about when we got married in uh in amalfi in, in positano uh in the amalfi positano area of Italy. And we, you know, we, we, we painstakingly went through trying to find paper, like parchment paper, you know. Hold on, and you're getting ahead of yourself here. Why? You're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. So last Sunday, we were watching our favorite YouTuber, Kylie Favell. She's an Australian girl, young, I'm going to call her somewhere in her 20s, and creates these films. We've talked about her before. Rob's uh, got an upcoming interview with her that will be released. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Rob has a free pass with her. Go no, ahead. No, no, <laughs> In your dreams. He has an upcoming interview with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Robert Victor Anthony. Stop it. So last Sunday, we were watching Kylie as we usually do. And, you know, this, this girl, she's an Australian that's probably in her 20s. So she is an amazing artist and she does a really great job in creating these films and it's art, right? But she embodies like an Italian woman from like the 1700s. She is so good at what she does and she painstakingly goes through to do everything by hand, whether it's cannoli uh, shells or, you know, she has um, Patreon, right? Where people can send money for the work that she does. And she handwrites every letter. And I don't mean like, thank you so much for your donation, love Kylie. Like she writes a letter and seals it and with wax in a stamp. And we were watching her do this. And there was something that I told Rob, I said, look, this reminds me of me in my late 20s, early 30s on some level. When what Rob was just talking about, when we went to um, Positano, we got engaged because I have a very romantic uh, husband and we got engaged in Amalfi. And we decided we were going to go to a local paper store because that's what they're known for and find the perfect stationery to write our invitations, handwrite our invitations. And I remember finding, looking for the right paper and the um, 
the right wax. Like what color wax did we want to use? And we got the the embossing thing the with an M on it. And I remember sitting there and writing these invitations and dripping the wax and sealing the wax. Like it was so important to us to do this very old school, not very efficient. We could have just, you know, ordered off of the web, like whatever website, some invitations and, you know, licked them. But we went through this because it, it felt... I don't know. It just felt authentic to who we were and the type of wedding we were having. And I haven't seen that side of myself probably since then with kids and work and all of that, that that old school classic thing that I value so much is uh, kind of missing in my life. And why do you think it's missing in your life? Kids, work, and you know, it's not, my environment doesn't exactly inspire that. So like right now, like when we went to Italy for three months, I learned how to make pasta Mm. and I came home and I was making pasta every two weeks and freezing batches of it because like why, you know, I can get pasta. People were like, you know, we have pasta here. You can get pasta in the store. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. And they're like, you can even, even get handmade pasta in the store. Like you can get fresh pasta, you can purchase it. I'm like, right, but there's something about the art of making it that I enjoy and that lights me up. And so I think that's what we're talking about. Like, is it super efficient for me to hand make pasta? Probably not, but it lights my soul on fire. Is it efficient to wax seal an envelope and, you know, stamp it with an M? No, definitely not. That that wax seal might even break in the mail, but I definitely enjoy the process of it. And there's love put into that. Like that, that's what it is right there. If I go to the store and I buy the fresh pasta and I come home and put it in a boiling pot, I don't feel like I've gotten to put my love into it. But when I hand make something, it's an expression of love. And I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think for me, I you know I could recognize a lot of what you're talking about now um, because the environment dictates those levels of detail. Yeah. So, for example, you know, if I go to dinner in Italy and you know your 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 boyfriend is uh, uh, serving us uh, something to eat. And he's got, you know, these these bracelets that are that go from like his wrist all the way up to his elbow, right? And he's got, you know, some whale's tooth for a necklace that's around his his neck, right? Think uh, think think Johnny Depp back in the day, right? That that kind of vibe and look. There's even though that is a really weird thing in some ways to look at. It's interesting, right? And so those kinds of detail. Um, whether you're looking at a magnificent building from the, you know, the, the, the four centuries ago, or you're looking at, you know, some, you know, Florentine that's sort of like adorning himself with jewels, you know, like, like they did 400 years ago. There's something about that, that gets you deeper into, um, less, efficiency. A lot of the things that we do here in the States is about efficient. How, how efficient can we be? If we go to the grocery store, how quickly can they check us out? If we, you know, if we're, we're checking us out, you know, can we, can, can, can you shift over to the side so the next person can, you know, get their stuff in? It's all about how fast and how efficient 
There it isn't. There it's about something that is more meaningful. Like a lot of things don't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense why that waiter, as an example, would wear a thousand bracelets on his arm. Like it doesn't, like it's a weird thing to do. Like it's gotta be heavy when he picks the plates up and puts the plates down. He has two arms that are filled with bread. Like nothing, like when he's in the kitchen and the, and the heat lamps are hitting that metal, it has to burn his arm. Like, but, but there's something about the richness of how they do things that even though, yes, we have pasta here and yes, we have a waiter here, the way in which it's done is just different. And so that then inspires something different. Okay, now Alexa's talking. The It's about experience. So when you go, like when we go to, one of the things I think, and here's the lesson, okay? So this is all about the, the actual experience versus just getting it done. So when you go, when we go to a restaurant in Italy, uh, we sit and the table is yours for the night. It's not, you know, sir, in 75 minutes, we have to kick you out because we have the next reservation. It's yours for the night. Now there might have two seatings, one at eight and one at 11, but it's yours for the night. And I think the lesson here for anyone listening that has a business right? If you're in business or customer service or something like, how could you adopt something from, let's say the Italians and be able to put it into your business model to up-level it in a way and make it more personal, maybe less efficient, but maybe more personal. Because I promise if you, if you hire a company to, you know, there are these companies now you can do like a, a gift, and you order the gift and they sign the card for you and you write like one sentence, congratulations on your promotion and the gift gets sent. It's like, oh my gosh, thank you for thinking of me. But if you actually wrote that card yourself and pack the gift yourself, now it's less efficient, but would it be more effective to the person receiving it? Would they receive at a higher level? What could you implement differently? And I think that's the big lesson that we're talking about here today. And one of the things that we're so excited about going back to Italy and living in a culture that inspires us to create experience. Like the reason that Rob's work hard, play hard experiences sell out and actually oversell is because they are experiences. He is up-leveling the experience. Sure, you could take a trip, you can book a flight and you can go to Mykonos, but it is not the same experience that you're gonna get because Rob is taking it to a whole new level of bespoke design experience of what you're going to receive in a way that you can possibly do on your own. And that's just, that's how he does it. And so we are attracted to that because it feels good to us. It feels love. Like it's an expression of love, I believe for you. I'm, I'm speaking for you now, but I feel like it, it, it's self-expression. It's it's not just to get it done. It's not just the shortcut. You know, like the deli, I'll give you an example. So when I, I've talked about this before, when I go, go to Italy and I go to the butcher and I'm butchering <laughs> Italian and he's helping me with the words and what that actually, what the meat actually is and how to prep it and how to cook it. And he's having me taste the new prosciutto he just got and all of these things. It's an experience that leads to me going home with some food, right? I mean, at the end result, I went to the butcher and I got some food and I'm making dinner. 
but the experience is what fills both of our souls versus now when you go to the grocery store here, like what used to be telling the deli what you want, now the deli has prepackaged the meat. You don't even have to do it. If you want a half a pound, a pound, a quarter a pound of provolone or whatever, it's now prepackaged so you don't even have to interact. Like, and, and I feel like a lot of businesses are, go, are go, trying to be so efficient instead of really going kind of backwards in being effective. And that's what Kylie represents for me. And that's what she inspires me to do. And that's the thing I'm so excited to go back to Italy and experience on a day-to-day basis is that 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 love and um, like someone doesn't just hand you a coffee. They hand you a coffee with conversation and laughter and love. It, it just feels different. Yeah, moments moments matter. They really, really matter. So, you know, one of the things, like I was, uh, I was just a, um, a speaker at uh, our friend Chris Harder's Fast Foundations, and one of the things that he was talking about when he introduced me was um, on one of the masterminds that we did uh, in uh, the south of France. I had vintage cars that were outside waiting, and he went through this whole story about this was one of the highlights of his life. And I've heard that before from some other people and everybody has different things that I've done at the events that really have uh, made an impact. But, you know, it, these moments, when we come to the end of our life, we can't, we're not gonna remember the things that were efficient. We're not gonna remember all the emails that we sent and how efficiently we sent those emails. But we will remember the handwritten card that we, you know, somebody wrote a three-page, maybe letter is a better way, you know, wrote a three-page letter to us about um, the impact that we had uh, on their life. And, you know, when somebody, you know, pulls out, I was listening to um, John Stamos. He was on Howard Stern the other day and his dad recently passed. And he pulled out a handwritten letter that his dad wrote about, his dad's Greek. He wrote about the impact and he wrote about how proud he was of him and he hand wrote it. And it was, it was one of the most cherished, it probably is the most cherished thing that he has in his life. And you can hear it, you know, holding it in his hand and looking at his father's writing, you know, written with his hands and the impact that it made. And his dad could have shot an email. He could have called him, mm-hmm. you know, but, but that made a difference. And so all of these things um, really, really matter. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm evaluating effectiveness versus efficiency now, you know, in my life. And everything is getting faster and faster and more and more efficient. But those things that matter, you know, like, you know, I'm in this place right now, like we all are in, where we're doing Zooms all day. We went from working all day to doing Zooms all day, you know? And so now we, you know, we get up and I've got an eight o'clock Zoom and nine o'clock, a 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And there's some research that's coming out that's showing that we're losing um, like um, from a bio, from a biological standpoint, we're not meant to look into just the person's face. We're meant to take in, when we're having an interaction with somebody, we're meant to take in the surroundings, to take in their whole body and to look at their, their hand gestures and raising their eyebrows. But what we're doing now because of this, this COVID business where everything is remote. And so we're looking at each other 
um, and we're losing the depth of connection. And we sort of think we have it because we're looking at them and we're laughing and it's the next best thing to being there, I suppose. But it isn't, it's efficient, but it's not effective. It really isn't. And we're losing that connection to each other. So I think one of the reasons that Italy is is going to be very welcomed for us, and, and hopefully COVID hasn't spoiled it too much there as well, is to have more of a human interaction. Like I am, I am missing touching and hugging and laughing and sitting at sitting across the table from somebody and just having a a deeper, more meaningful interaction. So it's like, this is like a two part thing, right? It's like the COVID part of it, but then it's also the Italian part of it. I I mean, I think the COVID part of it is going to uh, release over time in all the places, but the, the Italian part is, is there at a different, different depth for me. And you know, like, I mean, you mentioned the other day that you wanted to get back to doing date nights when we go to Italy because, you know, through COVID, that's been tough. And I, you know, I said, I would love to do date nights, but I'm actually excited to have date afternoons and to do things like plan a picnic and go into the Rose Garden near Piazzale Michelangelo where you can look over the city and literally just go and grab a couple of uh, our favorite sandwiches from the store down the street, uh, maybe some wine and go sit and have a picnic and and talk about life and love and what we want to do in the next chapter. Like it sounds like a fairy tale and I feel like, could we do that here? Probably could. I don't think we can bring wine to the park, but I mean... We do it anyway, but you know, I think it just, it just feels different there. It feels normal and a part of life, and like this fairy tale. And I'm sure, like any fairy tale, it's probably not going to be exactly like we're picturing it, but the intention is there. And I'm excited about having this next chapter of our life with a bit more intention around. Um, expression of of love and um, you know joy and I actually just bought a mantra necklace that says I choose joy because I feel like that's where we're going. Like I want to go and be able to go all in on living the life that feels the most authentic to me, even if it's not efficient, because very few things in Italy are efficient. You know, like Rob, you talked the, uh, earlier about going to the going to the store, you know, and getting a cannoli and the cannoli getting wrapped in 72 layers of tissue paper and with a bow. They and, wrap it like a baby coming home from the hospital. Yeah. And and you know what? That takes an extra five minutes, right? It, you go and you pick up food and it takes extra time. First, there's the interaction about the food. And then once it's actually selected, because, you know, you'll go into an Italian um, store to get like pre-made food and they're like, well, what are you doing? What is this for? They want to help you select the right things. And if you say, I want this and this, they're like, that doesn't go together. Like they give you the opinion. They're like, no, do that and this and that and it'll be better. And then they wrap it like a baby. That takes a lot of time. You know, if you have a meeting or something you're supposed to be at at eight, you, you're, you're going to have to get an hour head start to make that happen. So it's not very efficient, but the interaction of that is human connection and love. And it's it's the way they express their gift. Like one of my favorite things is going into the market and 
going to the fruit and vegetable stands. And you learn that if you go to the same ones, you find the ones with the great fruit and vegetables, you find the ones that are organic. And then when you're a repeat customer and they see you multiple times a week, they start to put a little extra in your bag. They start to say, oh, we got we got really good squash blossoms in. And, and they put a little extra in your bag. Oh, you got to try this tomato. And they give it to you. They don't give you like, the shit that's about to go bad, they give you the best thing they have because they're grateful for the the interaction and the repeat customer. Truly, truly grateful. Um, it's not like customer appreciation day, you know? <laughs> it's like actual- Wow, that's really funny. It's that like would actual never, gratitude. That would never happen there no, because, because customer appreciation there is Tuesday. And, and it's authentic. It's not because it's on- Yeah, I'm appreciating you. It's not I'm the first Monday of every by, month. By giving you the good squash blossom. Yeah. So like, I don't need it. I don't need to do it this Saturday. It's like my dad's gym that like if the first Monday of every month, they put bagels out as customer appreciation, you know, which I think is funny because they're feeding you bagels. There's a lot of and, irony all yeah, wrapped up into yeah. that. Um, okay, so we'll, I'll leave you with this. I just did an interview with a guy named Garrett White, super controversial men's coach, sort of like, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's like, he, he's kind of like Scarface. So you feel like he's gonna pull a machine gun out at any moment and just annihilate you. He's super intense. Um, and, and, he's, and he's intense that way by design to wake men up. So I'm uh, his, the name of his program is called Wake Up Warrior. I'm a big fan of it. I think it's great. Uh, women should never take it though. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it would be the worst thing in the world for women because it is specifically like dude, it's dude for related. Men. It's for men specifically. Um, but one of the things he said really, really stuck with me. And I don't have a fully baked opinion on this yet. I'm still trying to process it. But in the interview, I said, you know, I, I did some research on you and I came across a YouTube video where you were promoting a network marketing company. It was probably, it's gotta be about 10 years ago. And I almost, I had to look twice because I didn't think it was actually you. The person in that video was, looks like you, sounds a little bit like you, but was not who I'm looking at right now. I mean, when I tell you not, I mean, like it's not him. And he was smiling and he said, do you have any idea how many deaths I have had to die since I shot that video to where I am today? And I said, what do you mean? He said, I am constantly trying to find ways to die, to leave that old person behind because we want to hold on to the story. We want to keep re." Like every day we wake up, you know, we have a million thoughts, but 99.9% .9 of those thoughts are identical to the thoughts we had the previous day, right? We just keep looping them. So his example of having to leave that person behind and all that comes with whatever is tied to that person at that time that also needs to be left behind could be a relationship, could be friends, could be a job, it could be an addiction, it could be a million different things. And it really resonated with me because what I think about this next chapter of our life where we're you know, packing up, um, leaving the United States, let's forget California for a second, let's just deal with the US, where we're leaving the US and moving you know, to another country. There's a little mini death that happens of the identity that I have as an American. And what I mean by that is not a political statement or not a patriotic statement, but I mean that more as me being tied, my identity 
tied to where I live and what I do with where I live, et cetera. And being able to leave that, to create a death of that and move on to create space, both vibrationally and physically for a new person. You know, you've, you've to become a new person, you've said um, to me that you like me better in Italy, right? Yeah. And there is something to being in that environment where I am different than I am here. Maybe it's maybe it's looking at I don't know. Maybe it's the wine. Maybe it's the food. Maybe, maybe it's, it's the wine. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the buildings. I don't know what it is, but there's something that well, feels you're more present. More presence, right? So um, being able to step into that and be being willing to die these deaths are a I'd be lying if I said was easy and I'd be lying if I said wasn't a struggle. But I will tell you that in the same way that, you know, when you when you hoodwinked me into doing four months traveling around to um, <laughs> these godforsaken countries that we went to that I never even heard of, um, I had to die a lot of little deaths there, right? To be able to, you know, get over it. And so... The point, the point in this was, I think he, I'm sort of thinking this through as I'm talking it through, but just the idea of your willingness to say, I want something different. And to do that, I must surrender the person to yeah. person to to whom I currently am. Yeah, I'm gonna have to surrender an entire closet filled of yoga pants because that's just not a thing there. And I, as trivial and silly as that sounds, if I'm gonna step into the Italian life and I'm, you know, as a family, we're going to uh, follow Italian culture and do the things uh, that are around us. And, I, and I'm excited to do it. I mean, I've literally, this sounds so silly, but I've literally been wearing yoga pants since I came out of college because I've always worked in some sort of gym style or um, fitness facility or corporate wellness or at home. Mm. <laughs> so I've never left my yoga pants. And in Italy, they just don't do that. They dress up and that's going to feel awkward and it's going to feel like I'm not being authentic to myself. Um, but with time and stepping into it and inspiration, I think it'll become another part of me in growth, you know, like this, maybe a little fashion growth game there. Why not? Right? Fashion And growth look at game. you. I mean, think about this. We're talking about effective versus efficient. Mm. Every time we've gone to Italy, you have a custom shirt made. Mm. Then you come home and you never wear said custom shirt because you have nowhere to wear it. No, and the problem is when I go to Italy, I lose weight and I come home and I'm fat and it's custom, so I can't wear it. So, so, you, so, so I got to go to Italy to keep wearing my clothes. But in Italy, but think about what you go to. You don't just go into the store and purchase a shirt. You go in and you choose the collar and the buttons and the cuff and the this and the that and in. Honestly, the shirt costs the same amount of money. It's not like it's an expensive, you know, luxury thing. You know, it's actually on par with a really nice shirt in the US too, but you get to choose everything and it's tailored to fit you perfectly. And if you have a watch on one hand versus the left, they leave a little extra room. Like that is the, that's what we're talking about. It's that level of detail and love and I don't know just life that comes through. Speaking of that level of detail, love, and life, if you want to live your dream life, then text the word dream life to grab our free dream life course. Free dream life course. And I said, free 
Dream Life course. Text 310-388-9724. That's 310-388-9724. Text the word Dream Life and we will send you our free Dream Life course. Well, that's it, everybody. Kim, do you have any final parting words? No. That's, that's it. it. It's over. You you really had nothing. There's nothing else that you can add right now. Nailed it. See everybody next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.